0: I'm your host Nosheen. Um, Today my guest is Sophia Khan who works within the arts, media and broadcast industry and runs a marketing and communications consultancy, Khan Communications. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. Hello, it's always a pleasure uh, to be speaking with you. Tell us um, I guess a little bit about yourself and your background, Uh, Sophia. Did you always have a passion for communications and marketing?
1: So I studied criminology as my degree at Teesside University, um, great university, and then I was given an option to study forensic investigation as my master's, so I did, and I loved it, it was great, but all of my part-time work throughout university where, you know, you just want a bit of extra money, don't you? So I think it started with handing out, you know, leaflets for like bars and clubs, it was like, yeah, I can do that. So I did that and then um, just got chatting to a lot of people. And then one of the owners of the business said, do you want a marketing role? And I just thought, uh, I think my brother does marketing or he studied it. I don't quite know. I don't quite get it. So like a, a lot of people say, don't they? When you say I do marketing yeah. stations and they're like, what is that? What is, that? What <laughs> is it? What, what do you actually do? So that's, that was me back then. Um, so when I left university, I had this I did actually go um and do a placement at a prison. um I did the prison work and and thought oh, i'm I'm really missing the um the marketing communications PR. So I went back, got my old job back, and I think it just went from there really. I thought i'll I'll get back to policing in like five, five years or something, you know, and then I just ended up in the arts um and working with more incredible people on really exciting projects. So
0: tell me, I guess, a little bit about um, the kind of policing experience. Like, how was that? Because that's quite unconventional um, for South Asians, in particular, South Asian women, right? So what was that like? Like, what was the experience like? And um, how was your
1: kind of support network? Like, did you get support from your family? My, my dad was great. My dad, um, I, I'm very lucky because when I, when I went to school, I realised a lot of um, girls, you know, um, going into their teens, just for me just banished and then when i asked um there was one of my friends who did say oh you know we go do you not have to do that we're going to get married i'm going to get married and i thought no and i remember getting really upset and i went home and i said to my dad are you going to take me away and get me married and he just said look around which which one of your siblings did we you know go and get married off, which one when I looked around and thought oh yeah none. My dad reassured me that you know it's a really good job you should go and do it so I had that, I had him championing me. Um, uh, tell me a bit more about your um,
0: kind of career in broadcasting and in the arts industry and also setting up your own consultancy, um, how how did that come about, the opportunity come about?
1: Straight after university I ended up working with DJs and quite well-known ones and it's quite a lot of fun you know you get to fly out to um, places like New York with them, and oh my goodness, um, and just promoting them. It was brilliant. It was great being a part of that. I got my first job as an assistant at um, the Media Museum in Bradford. It was it was exciting and yeah. getting to work on huge festivals with incredible people that you'd seen, you know, on the telly or in film and stuff. Um, I did get starstruck quite a bit, but that sort of wore off later when when it just became the norm. Um, so that's where it started and then since then I've moved around like I I was promoted within the within the organization and I loved it and then I was covering a maternity role a senior one and obviously they were coming back and she was lovely and I was really torn I was like I really like this manager but I don't want to go back to my old role so then I started to work in um theatres um a really fast pace. So I worked at various theatres, York Theatre Royal, uh, West shops Playhouse is now Leeds Playhouse and then Square Chapel Arts Centre where I have just left like right. fresh um, <laughs> after seven years. Because, again, I was doing all of my um, freelance work because all the people that I was meeting throughout my jobs um, were asking like, oh, you know, did you take on anyone on a freelance basis as a publicist? So I was like Google publicist. <laughs> <laughs> what is um, that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what I do. So I I took on a few people, and then lots of other things came from that, and it snowballed again. Where um, it's become an amazing networks and it's grown and grown. And I thought I can't I can't do full time job, be a police volunteer, which is what I was as well, and do this freelance work. It, it yeah, it's it's all fun and it's all great, but. Um, I just won't have time for anything. Yeah, there's only so many
0: hours in the day, isn't there? And you need to, like, have that balance. And I guess throughout that journey, it just seems like everything's just fitted in like a bit of a jigsaw for you, which is fantastic. And I always think, and I always believe as well, that everything happens for a reason. But is there anyone in particular that you've admired, like, I guess, during your career journey or earlier on in your career?
1: Um, So Asif, so I, I really admire him from a comms perspective, um and then the other people are mainly from other sectors um for me a huge influence has been graham park who to be honest has kind of come along on that journey with me so i met him um when i was at university and we used to put on gigs and he was the one there and it's awful that he knows his story but um i didn't know who he was and and everyone was getting really excited you know this I was new to that world and everyone was like oh you know about Graham Park coming. I mean. so I was like oh great but I get really excited so when we got there um I actually thought he was the roadie um and I was like where's this guy turning up then and he went what's it me he, he, he went, it's me and I think I remember saying oh my god you look like Phil Collins um but do you know what he's so down to earth and then we stayed in touch from there. What I love about him and why he inspires me is I always thought you have to have this focus and it's like, this, this is my journey. And that's what I want to get at the end. And that's who I want to be at the end. And his is like zigzag. He's like, you know, started as this DJ, worked in record shop, started as a, a DJ. And then, you know, he's doing like university lecturing and he's um, presenting a radio show. And it's like, he constantly, reinvents himself have you faced any stereotypes
0: um you know whilst I guess doing your um volunteering in the police kind of sector or um also in I guess communications marketing and arts and etc
1: um yes um so at school there was three of us with the same name in the class so one got a different spelling and a slightly different pronunciation one got to keep the original name and I got given Sophie um, and I remember it—it it just stuck. Was that with teachers that, or just yeah? I, oh yeah, wow. all really? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know you—you're only a kid. You don't know that's wrong. Yeah, that is so, shocking. Um, yeah. So it really stuck. And then, like, even at home, like they said, everyone started to say around me. I got my, uh, I got my GCSE results on it. I got. Um, I got all my qualifications in that name and then you know everything passport everything and then I remember it got to a point where I was going to university and you know you need your bank accounts and all that sort of stuff um we had issues so my dad was like well it pro- it's probably easier to just change your name officially and I was like okay so we did it oh my goodness was, yeah so that's what I was knowing so I remember me and my dad going to the solicitors and Sign and everything um and then I went to university and that's who I was and 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 then it was only I think it was five five or six years ago and um I started my job at Square Chapel and I remember somebody saying oh I didn't and I used to get this all the time oh oh you're not who I thought you'd be you know when you spoke to them on the phone or yeah what? What do you mean? And I'd heard it before, and I just thought, well, just that dumb. I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. And- and so, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you know, um, I just didn't think that you were, and they couldn't quite work out. So they'd go, oh, I didn't know you were, I said, what, Asian? Or, you know, and then they go, well, I don't know, because you you could you could have been Spanish. or And I said, it's just my oh, name. Yeah. Yeah. It's just my name. Oh, my and then I think that was like the last time I thought, I'm sick of this. So I had a chat with my husband and I said, it's going to be weird for you because you've only known me as Sophie, but I want to go back to my original name. And he was like, oh, it's beautiful. I don't know why he changed it. So I explained to him um, and I changed it back. So I went, paid for it, changed it back, rolled it out. And I'll tell you what, it was, I'm glad I did it because it's, um, it's just that whole thing as well. Reconnecting with your roots and and things Mm -hmm. like that. Oh my God. Completely different experiences so basically
0: your school teachers when you were that young changed your name and then you ended up having all these documents that are needed for identification reasons yeah that had this new name on there and then you struggled like yeah when you got to university and then had to change it officially by depot pay for it yeah and then go go through all of that where people were basically questioning your identity just because of your that is oh my god shocking
1: it is it is and it's only as an adult you realize wow that's completely (laughs) out of order yeah so I went I went back to that um to my name and I can tell you that doors are closed really yeah and and to one point where you know where I said so basically I won't name names um but in one of my roles I remember talking to somebody on the phone so he was he was someone that, um, an external person that worked with the company. And I would talk to him on the phone and he'd go, oh, you're so lovely. What, you know, you're so helpful. What's your name? So I'd go, Sophie, can And he's like, brilliant. Cam's unusual. And I was like, yeah, it's C-A-N-N. It's my husband's surname. And then when I changed my name, I remember sending him an email and he called me and said, Where's that other woman gone? And I, I was just about to say that it's me. Anyway, where's that other woman gone? You're rubbish, and I prefer her. So I said, "Oh, can I ask why?" And he just went, "Um, "What would you know about classical music?" So he was bringing this classical music, and I said, "Have you ever asked me, like, you know, um, because I do listen to classical music." And I have a really good friend who works at one of the radio stations that covers it. And then he just went, it was like, well, I don't, I don't want to work with you. I want to work with someone else. And I just thought, oh my goodness. And then he made an actual racist comment about the colour of my skin, despite never meeting me. And I said to him, if you just stop for breath um, and let me tell you, I'm actually the same person. I was using my alias for years and I've gone back to my um, original name. That's the only difference because he thought I was um, because he was like, it's interesting how you've got the same surname, but he kept calling it Khan. And honestly, and the whole office were like, when, when I put the phone down, the whole office was applauded. And they were like, we heard all of that. And I said, that's insane that was just an insane conversation
0: that's such a horrible experience but I feel like that is such an inspiring story for someone who may be starting out in their career and listening to this um and hopefully um we'll be able to understand that it's okay to be yourself like no one else should be able to stereotype you Um, I know that we've had chats previously and you've mentioned about rediscovering like your roots and your culture and your faith um so I I just really want to just I guess discuss this a little bit more um like
1: how did this journey start for you in terms of like rediscovering all of that so for me it was when we lost my dad and it was just trying to understand um what he was going through um what he felt all that sort of stuff and then comforting so like i discovered something really beautiful on um twitter it had i always get you know i've always known that there's um there's a saying or a prayer for every every aspect of your life and then i saw this tweet and they did an amazing thread you know if you're grieving say this if if you're if you need comfort and you're basically turning to people and it's not working it's not helping say this so and there was just everything. And so when you're going through whatever emotional um situation, there is something and you instantly find that comfort. Yeah. So so yeah, I've started to learn um learn Arabic. Um I've always tried to pick it up. Even though like I only started like
0: praying in my mid-20s um properly, like I had to self-teach myself again, like have the <laughs> prayer book there and you know, do have all the actions there and things. Yeah but um, like even now like sometimes certain things I can't just bring my tongue around to just getting them right even though I've like read Arabic and you know the Quran basically like a page here or there throughout my life um, so it's really nice having having it in
1: English you can translate it yeah. and just read it and I love that um, yeah because yeah. that wasn't a thing was it when it no. when, definitely wasn't a thing when I was a child and I remember I used to say yeah but what am I reading and they would <laughs> teach it and then there'd be a room full of kids and you just think I'm never going to learn this and then by the end of it you're reciting and you're like I know, I know how did I do that? you don't amazing. even understand it right? It's like, yeah and that and that was the thing for me <laughs>
0: explaining that to people like sometimes I'll explain it to my um, you know non-Muslim friends I'll say oh but I can read Arabic but um, I don't understand yeah. it or speak <laughs> it
1: but I can read I can it, it. Write like, well, it yeah.
0: but I can't even write it they're like what do you mean like what is that and I'm like I don't know the thing is other parents didn't really communicate that to us either I feel like that communication gap was always there and now that I've got like a five year old I'm really conscious so when she starts going to like mosque or even when she prays with me sometimes like pretends I yeah. try to explain the reasons behind it because I think that is so important it is I, I think
1: to be honest it was at my dad's funeral where um, people were reciting prayers and, you know, doing all of the, um, the movements. And I, I mean, you can copy and you're always on a little bit of a delay, but my mouth wasn't moving. Cause I don't know what they were saying. And I just thought this is so bad. This is so bad. I'm an adult. I should know this. So I started and I think with work and, and things like that, it, it always slipped. So now I'm fully freelance and more dedicated to it. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and it. I guess what advice would you give to anyone who's
0: looking to uh, start their career um, as a publicist in marketing or the arts industry?
1: Um, I would say be open to opportunities, really strong communication with people. It's not just about writing a press release and sending it out. Thank
0: yeah.
1: You. <laughs> <laughs> it's more about um, your, your, your relationships with people and how you build those and being really creative
0: oh amazing some fantastic tips there and I'm going to now ask you a couple of questions um just a few fire round questions I guess just for our listeners to get to know you a little better so the first one would be what movie or song
1: sums up your life oh I can't pick one song but do you know what actually I do know the movie and because when I say it people think that's a bit weird um is Arrival it was um It's a bit sci-fi alien, but the the metaphor for it is incredible because it's about language and we've talked a lot about language. It's so important to me because, you know, being of our um, culture heritage and you're going to learn English, Arabic, Urdu, Punjabi, there's so much going on and one little word with a different abbreviation or something can change a whole sentence and that is pretty much for me what that film is saying so for me that really hit home because it was like if we all just took the time to communicate the whole thing with colour race you know we're the same talk to us yeah less assumptions
0: more communication
1: yeah
0: yeah and what would people not know about you by just looking at you
1: i have ocd I've had a couple of blips in my life where it has taken over but generally um, I, I do like some people find it strange and I used to be really embarrassed of it. I do uh, often go to therapy when I think the triggers are there and I'll go and get some support because it's just a reminder of how to deal with it Um, but I also use that. I, I always get told that I work forensically and I never used to understand that, but I do now. I probably channel my OCD into a way to like, you know, go into the work and get all detailed on that. So I'm not, it's still there. There'll, there'll always be that thing buzzing around, but I'm channeling it into something else. So um, I find new ways to to do things. So I like I take it as a compliment now when people say, you know, you work forensically. It's like, that's great. Cause I used to go, what? No, what you're saying like that's really and i'd get a real complex
0: about it No, i love that answer thank you so much for sharing that with us well thank you again for such a great fantastic interview um i'm sure the listeners of bts Machine are going to really enjoy this episode and how can people connect with you
1: any of the socials i'm on twitter at sophia can one and then off that one um is my freelance um twitter account and linkedin just type in my name um, and my contact details are on my website which is cancommunications.com.
0: for our listeners you'll find this podcast on spotify apple um, and also youtube and you can also follow me on instagram at bts machine um, and please do leave a review um, or a rating and thanks again Sophia. thank you so much for being a guest today really enjoyed um, speaking with you